0: on today's episode of locked on 76ers the philadelphia bounces back and picks up the w over orlando before they hit the road for three we'll recap what took place last night in south philadelphia right here locked on 76ers
1: you are locked on 76ers your daily philadelphia 76ers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day First-time users can receive a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with the promo code LOCKED ON. That's PrizePix.com promo code LOCKED ON.
0: What's up, D? What's happening, man? What's going on? Not Can't believe it's already Thursday, late in the week already. I Can't talk go fast. Got here kind of quickly. So, yes, yeah, good stuff. Right. Welcome, everybody. You're Locked On 76ers. I'm Devon Gibbons from 97 Father Fanatic Radio in Philadelphia, alongside my co host, Keith Pompey, Sixers Beat Writer for the inquire.com. We thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On 76ers is free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube at Locked On 76ers. Well, a bounce back game, keys. This is like we thought, man. One hundred five, ninety four over the Magic. Uh, it had a similar script to Monday's game, where they were up big in the first quarter. Orlando doesn't quit. They come back and they get uh, right back in it. They eventually they don't take the lead like they did on Monday, but they close it to as much as I think three points. And then the Sixers just continued to rally and pulled away in the fourth quarter with some big shots. So we'll talk about the recap. I'll talk about the game, recap that a little bit. We'll also get into a little bit more in the game. Tyrese Maxey uh, didn't have his greatest stretch against this, this Orlando magic team. We'll discuss why that happened, why it's important, why it may not be important. What we saw, is there something there to worry about? I'm pretty sure for both of us, honestly, it's not much to worry about, but it did happen. And also, It is trade deadline is a week away from today, Thursday, February 9th, trade deadline and a a few familiar names for the Sixers are popping up. And Keith will update us on some of the info, the intel that he's been able to unearth over these last couple of hours on the Sixers. So we'll get to that a little bit later. But first, Keith, that uh, 11 point win last night, as I said, Sixers up 14 after one. Okay, here we go again. This time they're going to jump on them and they're going to stay on them and they're not, they're not going to let them back in it. But as much as as much as much I want to point out the Sixers and having their troubles of stiff-arming them and keeping them away, I kind of want to give credit to Orlando too because they don't quit.
1: Nah, nah. You're, I mean, you're 100% right. I mean, we looked at it. I, I think you mentioned it. Somebody mentioned it to me. And I looked it up and i like, yeah, they're right. <laughs> Like at one stretch, after they beat after the Sixers beat them uh, earlier in the season, they went on and won eight of eleven games. Yeah, I mean eight, of, and, and I'm not talking about you know they were beating you know Houston and Detroit. I mean they were knocking off Boston. I remember it was one point when I was like raving over Boston. He's like, but dude, they just got swept by the Magic, yeah. right? So, yeah. so like this is a team that plays hard. This is a team full of a bunch of lottery picks, young guys who all want to play. So whenever they get in there, it's kind of like always an audition to get more minutes in the rotation. I mean, that was uh, I mean, I, I think for most teams, that young team that has nothing to lose, especially the Sixers, it's just a bad matchup. So for them to be able to win three out of four games against them this season is pretty good. I mean, and I get it. Some people say keep the only one twenty games but it's a bad matchup. Ponchero, Markel folks is is much more improved. Um, I mean, they have three yeah, all of them. And then like Mo Wagner is pretty good as a backup big coming off there with a lot of aggression. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I look at it that to me personally I saw this win. It was a game where James Harden had seven turnovers. It was a game where Um, uh, Tyrese Maxey shot two for 11 a game where the Anthony Melton shot one for seven, but it was a game where in the fourth quarter, as bad as James Harden was, as far as turning the ball over and not making shots early on in that fourth quarter, he had zero turnovers and he had two huge three pointers to basically win the game for them, like give them that momentum. So, I'm looking at this one like, you know what? They battled through adversity, and they got a victory.
0: Yeah, that team, that Orlando team is going to be one to uh, watch going forward because they're going to be a tough out for anybody uh, with the way that they play, as you talked about, their length, the athleticism that they have, how they put that squad together. They're they're a fun little squad, man, and they do give people trouble. When you talk about that winning streak they had, they had the eight games there that you talked about during that eleven. Then I think they had another shorter, but another winning streak. And it was like, oh, these, these guys are figuring it out a little bit. They're not going to make the playoffs this year, but they're figuring it out a little bit. Jamal Mosley has them playing well, and and they did not quit. They did, It didn't matter. They didn't have these outbursts in terms of points like they did on Monday with 29 from Bancaro, 22 from Mo Wagner, 19 for Franz Wagner. They didn't have that. But th- what they did was they sprinkled it all around the roster and – as you talked about 18 for Markel Fultz led them on, on, on Wednesday night, that team is tough. That team was tough. So I do give the Sixers credit for (laughs) fighting through that because you know, that urge is there. Ah, this team is not that good. You know, and yeah, they got us on Monday. It was a little bit of a hangover from hanging out at the Super Bowl, whatever it might be. Any excuse you want to give to say why you lost? Well, guess what? You lost because that team is pretty good and uh, the Sixers were able to hold them off and, you got your typical work. Embiid with his double double, uh, one rebound shy for James Harden on that triple double. Tobias Harris steady. Where everyone else after that, as you mentioned, it had to uh, basically struggle to get to their point total. Uh, overall, the only other player in double figures was the uh, the the uh, ten from Tyrese Maxi off the bench. So it was a good win. It was simply a good win. You you need to continue to add on to these Ws and pick them up because they're all crucial. Boston won, they blew out Brooklyn, so they're now 3 games up on the Sixers. Sixers still half game back of Milwaukee because they were idle last night and also behind them with Brooklyn losing and Cleveland also still losing at this point. The Sixers need to pick up these Ws to keep their arms length from those teams behind them, but of course stay a few few feet just a few feet behind the teams in front of them so they can maintain and stay right there with them in the event that they're able to pass them and get that second or first seat overall. So good win. It was simply a good win on a Wednesday night in February where they had to do what they had to do. In it though, we talked about Maxi, We need to discuss, is he in a in a little slump here? What's going on with Tyrese Maxi? Are you seeing anything different? We'll talk about it next, see how his, his impact off the bench for this team is, as we praise them before, we talk about why he's struggling right now. We'll do that next right here, Locked On 76ers. Let's talk about
1: FanDuel. You know, this year, the only that you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel. Why? Because it's America's number one sports book. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy, right? Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with no sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus points on your first if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point, point spreads, To who will score a touchdown? The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at fanduel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner, of the NFL.
0: Thank you for making Locked On 76 as your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now Podcast of the nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts, is free and available wherever you do. Get your podcast. Keith, 2411, Tyrese Maxey, as you talked about for the 10 points, eight points on Monday in the first game against the Orlando Magic. Is it more of what you saw the Orlando magic and how they defended him, or was it just one of those things where a player just hit a bit of a, a bad stretch here as Tyrese Maxey struggled in these two games against Orlando?
1: You know, the the thing is it was only two games. Right. And so I'm not really putting a lot of stock into it. I mean, I know he struggled. I mean, and sometimes you go through something, uh, you know, he, he, he hasn't played a lot of games, and he's playing a lot. And now he's playing against guys who, let's face it, are younger guys who are just as athletic as he is, and they defy scheme form. And I, I just feel like, you know, it was a blending of both to answer your question. But at the same time, I'm not really putting – I'm not really alarmed. Now, again, you look at it, he averaged nine points. He shot 11.1%, right? Mm. Um, and, and, and he, in 29.6 minutes. Right. But he averaged nine point shot, 11.1%. He averaged two assists. He had one rebound, right. Overall in those two games, he was a minus four. So, you know, to me, I kind of think that, you know, Markel folks is, is a tough defender, you know, Suggs Jalen Suggs is a tough defender. So these are pretty good matchup or tough matchups For any young guard and you know but but I also think that again man it's two games if if he goes out there and he does the same thing uh, against the Spurs then I'm gonna start paying closer attention and then if he does that against New York then I'm like okay we may have a problem here but right now I just look at it as just you know two games that I'm not going to you know, pull the alarm about it or 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 panic, hit panic mode over it just yet.
0: I'm I'm with you. It was just a tough stretch. We'll see if he can bounce back and get out of that for this game on Friday in San Antonio. Uh but to your point, it, it happens. And it, you know, it was it was just something that needed to be addressed because when we talked about him going to while well, It may not have been a popular thing when it worked for the people who did want him in that role to see how it worked. It worked out well. So now that he's hitting a little bit of a wall uh, in this spot, it it needed to be talked about. And one thing that Doc Rivers spoke about post game during the press conference, the media availability was the uh, fact that he felt like he was pressing a little bit. And um, Tyrese Maxey, when when things are not falling, of course, just like any other athlete in any sport, You're trying to do too much to break out of it right then and there. And it wasn't working for him. So if he's able to settle down and get back into it, and maybe a a game against the San Antonio Spurs will be that recipe that he needs to to open things back up and drop his 17 off the bench, hitting his three-pointers and and using the speed and get to the basket. He still has some moments where he uses speed to get to the basket. He had a big one in fourth quarter towards the end of the game where he got a layup that extended the lead to about uh, nine, and it was much needed for the Sixers just to make sure that again, all right, Orlando, any thoughts of you guys coming back is not happening. We just put these two points on the board. He he needed that and he didn't seem down, at least from afar, but I, I think he'll be fine going forward. If there's one player, Keith, that you talk about that, if there's two of them on the team, and Joel Embiid is one of them, and I guess James Harden too, um, I'm not worried about Tyrese Maxey one bit. It was something that happened. It happens. And uh it just happened to him over these two games against this talented defensive team, these young guards that are right there with him. So that I agree with you on that. He'll be fine. He'll be fine going forward. And the one when we talk about Orlando and all these players they have, and the one guy that they didn't was another piece that they use is Chimeo Cuckoo from uh, Auburn, who is another six, seven, six eight dude that they can just throw out there and you know, use his, his length and his athleticism to defend. And uh, another one that they, they didn't have because of injury. Uh, but Maxi struggled uh, against them. Uh, but I, I, I know whenever he faces them again, he'll probably give him 26. You know, so that's that's who he is. He missed the first two games in November uh, out with that foot injury. These were his first two games. And his only two for, for this year. So I guess unless they had the playoff push by Orlando, we won't see them again until next season and see what maxi does against them all right man final segment on the other side we got to get some of the intel trade deadline a week away that's what people really want to know that's where we are you know how it goes trade deadline people really want to know what's going on with their teams and in this case the 76ers who may be on the move what's the intel that keith pompey has we'll tap into it next pick keith's brain right here on locked on 76ers
1: let's talk about prize picks right So here's my thing, D. Tonight, is Luka Donich going to score more than 26.5 points? Yeah, I'll probably pick that. LeBron James have more than 7.5 rebounds. 3.5 or three-pointers? Yeah, I think I could go with all that, right? See, and that's what prize pick is. So how prize picks work is, what you do is you pick two to six players. And if they will go score more or less than a prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. There's no competing against other people. It's just you and the projections available. prize pick offers projections on any sport that you watch. It's a long list of them, y'all. I'm talking about the NBA, NFL, NHL, PGA, college football, college basketball, WNBA, eSports, NASCAR tennis, on and on and on and on and on. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, right? What you do is you download the Prize Pick app or you go to prizepick.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, prize pick will give you $100. If you deposit $50, prize pick will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit matchup to $100. All
0: right, welcome back. Locked on 76 is Keith, the trade deadline. It's, uh, it's always an adventure. It's always fun. One year you may it may be very very quiet. Another year, uh, a lot happens. Like last season for the Sixers, trading Ben Simmons to Brooklyn for James Harden, the package that they had to put together to acquire their ten uh, time All Star here uh, in James Harden. So, Keith, what's um, Matisse Thibault's name has been out there a little bit, and you reported as such. What what are you seeing? What are you hearing? What's going on? Uh, what are you hearing about the 76ers as we are now a week away from the trade deadline? You know, there's a lot of
1: things. Like, you know, we all know and we talked about this that the 76ers would like to get below the luxury tax, right? But also, you look at Matisse, and he's basically been a non essential player for him. Well, early on, he was, right? He was one of those guys where he wasn't getting a lot of minutes, he wasn't in the rotation early on. Or what they did is they would have him come in for 30 seconds or three seconds just to do a side out of bounds play at the end of the quarter right in the beginning so now it looks like that teams like Matisse they do a lot of teams do they love his defense but there's there's a concern around the league that can we play him in the playoffs because can he make the shots needed and the thing is he's been showing that
0: that's always been the case with him with the can he make the shots needed always been the case with him and what he needs to improve on as far as his his skill set in terms of his his offensive punch that he has it's always something that's there for him in terms of his defense and what he needs to do I mean his offense and what he needs to do to improve that he showed that on Monday where he didn't hesitate he just went out there and played and as a result, he had 10 points, and he, he played pretty well offensively. Uh, not the same last night in, in, in their win over Orlando, and I not really anything that stands out offensively where he had opportunities. Um, there was one pass where, yes, one pass where B hit a baseline, and um, he I, I thought he should have finished the layup. He got fouled and made his free throws, but that's just something where that confidence may not be there every game. Every time – He's out there. He's not going to be there every game. I don't know if it's a change of scenery or a starting role, whatever it might be for him to help him out in that capacity. But uh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but go ahead continue what you were saying about what those teams think about him.
1: No, nah, I mean, that's good. But the thing you said some great things. But the thing is, it's kind of like they like him, but it's kind of like his value has been a little low. Right. You know what I mean? Just because he hasn't um you know played or 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 played started a lot. So it's kind of like I talked to a couple of sources, and who knows, man, there's always days away and people always want to go low, right? And they were saying like we're not giving up a first round pick for him. Now of course you do players and you do all this other stuff, but Matisse could have been a guy a couple of years ago that somebody might have gave up given up a first round pick or given up some other things, a late one at least. But they're talking about a second one. Now the thing is that Golden State has had some internal discussions about him, right yeah. uh, Sacramento as Mark Stein originally reported and you know has been confirmed that Sacramento has had discussions about him. but sources even told me that Mike Brown, the coach of the Sacramento Kings, is a fan of Matisse. So there are some teams, but then there's other guys others you know just like, well look, we don't know if he can make shots for us enough for us to like do this. Now here's something else that people got to know, like, you know, here's a guy that's going to become a restricted free agent. So, you know, you got to be hundred percent sure if he's going to be someone, if you're going to give up something, you got to be hundred percent sure that he's going to be someone that's really going to be able to stay with you. Of course you can match any offer, but at the same time, you just want to make sure that this isn't a guy that really is going to be unhappy and be disruptive. You know over there that's not his makeup but you still have to be 100 percent
0: sure that this is someone who wants to be there so when you talk about a place like golden state keith for example first and i'll get to the mike brown part of it uh, the one thing that fans do you know, before we got in this business even now in the business whenever you hear something like that all right what is the return for the sixers <laughs> right so matisse Thybul still in this rookie deal but year four what is he around five million dollars for his this year yeah. so he's around five million the first thing you're going to do is go to their roster and say okay what could possibly come back from golden state so um golden state is it something like uh dante Divincenzo vincenzo signed a two-year deal at low money is it someone like a young player james wiseman as a number one overall pick his money is a little bit larger in year three but he doesn't get a lot of minutes. And in this case, could he be a backup to Joel Embiid, a young backup, big, coming here, change of scenery, all that stuff. Uh, James Wiseman, Moses Moody, as another young player, uh, a wing on their roster, that's a two-way type of player uh, who will have some moments and then not have moments. And he's taken out of the rotation. Next thing you know, he's back with the G League team. Uh, Do you have a sense of looking at their roster what could be that type of return when we're talking about that? Is it Matisse Thibel with another player? Daniel House is another guy we've talked about. Paul Reed possibly. Is it something there? Jaden Springer. Who knows? Yeah, um, I haven't
1: really done a lot of like deep diving into it, you know, that way. But here's the one thing like in a perfect world, you would say, in a perfect world, you would say, okay, Wiseman hasn't really been working out for them, right? Mm-hmm. So you would say like okay we're going to move like go it makes sense for Golden State to move them to get a defender who can help them like you know what I mean because because some of the like they lost people that they had last year in free agency and 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 Wiggins hasn't you know due to injuries and stuff he just hasn't been as impactful on the defensive side as he was last year but the problem is where you got a guy like Matisse who has basically been devalued by his own team, why would a team, even though you don't want to get, even though you may not like the production the guy is giving you, why would you give up a first, like, you know, a top pick, like a lottery pick for that? You you understand what I'm saying? Because, Michael, the thing is, you can, Wiseman can go, you can get more from him for him than Matisse right now, even though yeah, Matisse baby. is going to help you. Huh? Maybe. Uh, You know what? I think there's always, see, like, you think about it. Look at this. Ben Simmons, just give an example. And I know Ben Simmons was an all-star and all this and everything like that. But Ben Simmons was a guy who the Sixers just wanted to get rid of, right? They were trying to get it. They were holding out. They were holding out. And they got a future Hall of Famer for this guy. And, And I'm not saying that Wiseman is on that level, but at the same time, I just think that, there are certain teams when a guy is that young, sometimes you say, okay, is it, does he need a change of scenery? Does he need this? Does he need that? And I get it. The maybe stuff is right. Maybe that's a gamble you have to take. But I I think that there are going to be certain teams that are going to, that are going to be willing to give up some draft picks or do some other things to get them. And I think that the Sixers, a team that doesn't have all that is one of those things where, you would have to get a third team involved. You have to do some other things. So I don't know, man, if, if, if like, if, if you like really want Matisse that bad, or if you just basically say, let's move
0: on to the next person. Yeah. And that's why I was also going to lean towards, even with Sacramento, you do, you have to get the third team involved with all this stuff, but uh, you know, we'll figure all that stuff out as we go and get a little closer, you know, more Intel that you're able to, you know, sneak in there and get and, and find out. But it's going to be very interesting, uh, whether it's Matisse, Thibel, um, um, Montres Harold, Paul Reed, anybody else on this roster, who knows, we'll see. But it's always fun. Trade deadline is always fun for us on the outside. The People who have to get moved, especially if they don't want to get moved, it's always tough for them. But in this case, for us, it's always uh, an interesting topic to discuss when it comes to movement and improving your team, If you, especially if you think that you're a team that can win. Uh, trying to put the right pieces in there before the trade deadline. Thanks for making Locked on 76ers your first listen every day for your uh for our next episode, check us out. We'll preview the Spurs and uh get into that a little bit more tomorrow previewing the Spurs game. Keith, the last time the Sixers played the Spurs, man, they were hot. Spurs were hot. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Remember remember and it was like
1: it was yeah. Yeah, I, it, that was uh, that's when me, you, and I got into a little disagreement
0: over the bad yeah. loss, the good yeah. loss, bad loss. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, so let's absolutely. see now. <laughs> well, if they lose this time, it's a bad loss. <laughs> <Yeah>, gotcha. <you. laughs> uh, now make your second listen. Locked on NBA. Locked on the experts covering the biggest stories from around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than thirty minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Keith, you let the good folks know where they can find us, man. Yeah, you can find us, like my man D
1: said, wherever you get your podcast. but um, you can also listen to my man D tonight from 7 to 10 on 97.5 FM, the Divine Giving Show. You can also follow him on Twitter at DivineG975. You can follow me on Twitter at Pompeii on Sixers, and uh, you can read my stuff in the Philadelphia Inquirer.
0: All right, man. Well, enjoy your Thursday, Keith. Everybody, enjoy your Thursday out there. We'll talk to you tomorrow, preparing you for Sixers, Spurs, and a little more, of course, topical uh, things that we'll get into right here on Lockdown 76ers. See ya. Peace.